Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Parish, Shalom. Parashah 28. Person afflicted with leprosy. And what's it called? The great Shabbat before Passover? Yes. Great. That's Leviticus 14. Adonai said to Moses, This is to be the law concerning the person afflicted with leprosy on the day of his purification. He is to be brought to the Kohen, and the Kohen is to go outside the camp and examine him there. If he sees that the leprosy sores have been healed, the afflicted person, then the Kohen will order that two living, clean birds be taken for the one to be purified, along with cedar wood, scarlet yarn, and hyssop leaves. The Kohen is to order one of the birds slaughtered in a clay pot over running water. As for the live bird, he's to take it with the cedar wood, scarlet yarn, and hyssop, and dip them and the living bird in the blood of the bird slaughtered over the running water, and sprinkle the person to be purified from leprosy seven times. Next, he's to set the live bird free in an open field. He is to be purified, must wash his clothes, shave off his hair, and bathe himself in water. Then he will be clean, and after that he may enter the camp. But he must live outside his tent for seven days. On the seventh day he is to shave all the hair off his head, also his beard and eyebrows. He must shave off all his hair, and is to wash his clothes, and bathe his body in water, and he will be clean. And on the eighth day, he is to take two male lambs without defect, one female lamb in his first year without defect, and six and a half quarts of fine flour for a grain offering mixed with olive oil, and two-thirds of a pint of olive oil. The Cohen purifying him is to place the person being purified with these items before Adonai at the entrance of the tent of meeting. The Kohen is to take one of the male lambs and offer it as a guilt offering with the two-thirds pint of olive oil, then wave them as a wave offering before Adonai. He is to slaughter the male lamb at the place in the sanctuary for slaughtering sin offerings and burnt offerings because the guilt offering belongs to the Kohen, just like the sin offering. It is especially holy. The Kohen is to take some of the blood of the guilt offering and put it on the tip of the right ear of the person being purified, on the thumb of the right hand, and on the big toe of the right foot. Next, the Kohen is to take some of of the two-thirds pint of olive oil and pour it into the palm of his own left hand, dip his right finger in the oil that is in his left hand and sprinkle from the oil with his finger seven times before Adonai. The co- then the Kohen is to put some of the remaining oil in his hand and the tip of his right ear of the person being purified on the thumb of his right hand and on the big toe of his right foot and on the blood of the guilt offering. Finally, the Kohen is to put the rest of the oil in his hand 
on the head of the person being purified, and the koan will make atonement for him before Adonai. The koan is to offer the sin offering and make atonement for the person being purified because of his uncleanness. Afterward, he is to slaughter the burnt offering. The koan is to offer the burnt offering and the grain offering on the altar. Thus, the koan will make atonement for him and he will be clean. If he is poor so that he can't afford to do otherwise, he is to take one male lamb as a guilt offering to be waived, to make atonement for him. Two quarts of fine flour mixed with olive oil for a grain offering. Two-thirds of a pint of olive oil and two doves or two young pigeons, such as he can afford. The one for a sin offering, the other for a burnt offering. On the eighth day, he will bring them to the Kohen for his purification, to the entrance of the tent of meeting before Adonai. The Kohen is to take the lamb of the guilt offering and the two-thirds of a pint of olive oil and wave them as a wave offering before Adonai. He is to slaughter the lamb of the guilt offering, and the Kohen is to take some of the blood of the guilt offering and put it on the tip of his right ear of a person being purified, on the thumb of his right hand and on the big toe of his right foot. The Kohen is to take some of the olive oil and pour it into the palm of his own left hand and sprinkle with his right hand some of the oil that's in his left hand seven times before Adonai. The colonist put some of the oil in his hand on the tip of the right ear of the person being purified, on the thumb of his right hand, on the big toe of his right foot, in the same place as the blood of the guilt offering. Finally, the colonist put the rest of the oil in his hand on the head of the person being purified to make atonement for him before Adonai. He is to offer one of the doves or young pigeons such as the person can afford, whatever his means suffice for, the one is a sin offering, the other for a burnt offering. With grain offering, thus the Kohen will make atonement before Adonai for the person being purified. Such is the law for the person who has leprosy sores if he cannot afford the usual elements used in his purification. What I'm getting from this is that God really wants his people to be free, free of sin before they come to him, even in the assembly. So uh, let us all ponder that and see the importance of knowing what used to go on way back then. So Adonai said to Moses and Aaron, When you have entered the land of Canaan, which I'm giving you as a possession, and I put an infection of leprosy in a house in the land that you possess, then the owner of the house is to come and tell the Kohen. It seems to me that there may be an infection in the house. The Kohen is to order a house, the house emptied before he goes in to inspect the infection so that everything in the house won't be made unclean. Afterward, the Kohen is to enter and inspect the house. He will examine the infection, and if he sees that the infection is in the walls of the house with greenish or reddish depressions that seem to go deeper than the surface of the wall, 
He is to go out of the house to its door and seal up the house for seven days. And the Kohen will come again on the seventh day and examine the house. If he sees that the infection has spread over its walls, he is to order them to remove the infected stones and throw them into some unclean place outside the city. Next, he is to have the inside of the house thoroughly scraped and scraped off plasters to be discarded outside the city in the unclean place. Finally, other stones must be set in the place of the first stones and other plaster used to replaster the house. If the infection returns and breaks out in the house after the stones have been removed and the house scraped and plastered, then the Cohen is to enter and examine it. If he sees that the infection has spread in the house, it is contagious leprosy in the house and is unclean. He must break down the house and take its stones, timber, and plaster out of the city to an unclean place. Moreover, whoever enters the house at any time while it is sealed up will be unclean until evening. Whoever lies down or eats in the house must wash his clothes. If the Kohen enters, examines, and sees that the infection has not spread, in the house since it has been plastered since it was plastered then he is to declare the house clean because the infection is cured to purify the house he is to take two birds cedar wood scarlet yarn and hyssop leaves he is to slaughter one of the birds in a clay pot over running water he is to take the cedar wood the hyssop and scarlet yarn and the live bird and dip them in the blood of the slaughtered bird and in the running water and sprinkle the house seven times. He will purify the house with the blood of the bird, the running water, the live bird, the cedar wood, and the hyssop and the scarlet yarn. But he is to set the live bird free outside the city in an open field. Thus he will make atonement for the house and it will be clean. Such is the law for all kinds of leprosy sores. For a crusted area, for a leprosy in a garment, for a house, for a swelling, for a scab, and for a bright spot to determine when it is clean and when it is unclean. This is the law concerning leprosy. Adonai said to Moses and Aaron, tell the people of Israel, when any man has a discharge from his body, the discharge is unclean. The discharge is unclean no matter whether it comes flowing or has stopped. It is still his uncleanliness, uncleanness. Every bed which the person with the discharge lies on is unclean, and everything he sits on is unclean. Whoever touches his bed is to wash his clothes and bathe himself in water. He will be unclean until evening. Whoever sits on anything the person with a discharge sat on is to wash his clothes and bathe himself in water. He will be unclean until evening. Anyone who touches the body of the person with the discharge is to wash his clothes and bathe himself in water. He will be unclean until evening.
If the person with the discharge spits on someone who is clean, the latter is to wash his clothes and bathe himself in water. He will be unclean until evening. Any saddle that the person with the discharge rides on will be unclean. Whoever touches anything that was under him will be unclean until evening. He who carries those things is to wash his clothes and bathe himself in water. He will be unclean until evening. If the person with the discharge fails to rinse his hands in water before touching someone, that person is to wash his clothes and bathe himself in water. He will be unclean until evening. If the person with the discharge touches a clay pot, it must be broken. If he touches a wooden utensil, it must be rinsed in water. When a person with a discharge has become free of it, he is to count seven days from his purification, for his purification. Then he is to wash his clothes and bathe his body in running water. After that he will be clean. And on the eighth day he is to take for himself two doves and two young pigeons and come before Adonai to the entrance of the tent of meeting and give them to the Kohen. The Kohen is to offer them, the one as a sin offering and the other as a burnt offering. Thus the Kohen will make atonement for him on account of his discharge before Adonai. If a man has a seminal emission, he is to bathe his entire body in water. He will be unclean until evening. Any clothing or leather on which there is any semen is to be washed with water. It will be unclean until evening. If a man goes to bed with a woman and has sexual relations, both are to bathe themselves in water. They will be unclean until evening. If a woman has a discharge and the discharge from her body is blood, she will be in her state of nida for seven days. Whoever touches her will be unclean until evening. Everything she lies on or sits on in her state of nida will be unclean. Whoever touches her bed is to wash his clothes and bathe himself in water. He will be unclean until evening. Whoever touches anything she sits on is to wash his clothes and bathe himself in water, and he will be unclean until evening. As soon as he touches the bed or something she sat on, he will be unclean until evening. If a man goes to bed with her and her menstrual flow touches him, he will be unclean seven days, and every bed he lies on will be unclean. If a woman has a discharge of blood for many days, not during her period, or if her discharge lasts beyond the normal end of her period, then throughout the time she is having an unclean discharge, she will be as when she is in Nida. She is unclean. Every bed she lies on at any time while she is having her discharge will be for her like the bed she uses during her time of Nida and everything she sits on will be unclean with uncleanness, like that of her time of Nida. Whoever touches those things will be unclean. He is to wash his clothes and bathe himself in water. He will be unclean until evening. If she has become free of her discharge, she is to count seven days after that, and she will be clean. 
On the eighth day, she is to take for herself two doves and two young pigeons and bring them to the Cohen at the entrance of the tent of meeting. And the Cohen is to offer the one as a sin offering and the other as a burnt offering. Thus the Cohen will make atonement for her before Adonai on account of her unclean discharge. In this way, you will separate the people of Israel from their uncleanness so that they will not die in a state of uncleanness for defiling my tabernacle, which is there with them. Such is the law for the person who has a discharge. For a man who has a seminal emission that makes him unclean, for a woman in Nida during her menstrual period, and for the person, man or woman, with a discharge, and for a man who has sexual relations with a woman who is unclean. And then we we have Malachi 3, 4 through 24, and that's page 788. Then the offering of Judah and Jerusalem will be pleasing to Adonai, as it was in the days of old, as in years gone by. Then I will approach you for judgment, and I will be quick to witness against sorcerers, adulterers, and perjurers, against those who take advantage of wage earners, widows, and orphans, against those who rob the foreigner of his rights, and don't fear me, says Adonai Zabahot. But because I, Adonai, do not change, your sons of Jacob will not be destroyed. You, sons of Jacob, will not be destroyed. Since the days of your forefathers, you have turned from my laws and have not kept them. Return to me and I will return to you, says Adonai Tazavol. But you ask, in respect to what we are supposed to return, can a person rob God? Yet you rob me. But you ask, how have we robbed you? Intense and voluntary contributions. A curse is on you, on your whole nation, because you robbed me. Bring the whole tent into the storehouse so that there will be food in my house and put me to the test, says Adonai Zavahot. See if I won't open for you the floodgates of heaven and pour out for you a blessing far beyond your needs. For your sakes, I will forbid the devourer to destroy the yield from your soil, and your vine will not lose its fruit before harvest time, says Adonai Zavahot. All nations will call you happy, for you will be a land of delights, says Adonai Zavahot. You have spoken strongly against me, says Adonai, yet you say, How have we spoken against you? By saying there is no point in serving God. What good is it to obey his orders or to walk about as mourners before Adonai Tazavo? We consider the arrogant happy, also evildoers prosper. They put God to the test. Nevertheless, they escape. Then those who feared Adonai spoke together. And Adonai listened and heard. A record book was written in his presence and had respect for his name. 
They will be mine, says Adonai Tazavo, on the day when I compose my own special treasure. I will spare them as a man spares his own son who serves him. Then once again, you will see the difference between the righteous and the wicked. Between the person who serves God and the one that doesn't serve him. For the day is coming, burning like a furnace, when all the proud and evil doers will be stubble. The day that is coming will set them ablaze, says Adonai Tazavo, and leave them neither root nor branch. But to you who fear my name, the sun of righteousness will rise with healing in its wings, and you will break out leaping like calves released from the stall. You will trample the wicked, they will be ashes under the soles of your feet. On the day when I take action, says Adonai Tazavo. Remember the Torah of Moses, my servant, which I enjoined on him at Horeb. Laws and rulings for all Israel. Look, I will send to you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great terrible day of Adonai. He will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to their fathers. Otherwise, I will come and strike the land with complete destruction. Then we have Luke 17, 1 through 37, page 13, 16. Yeshua said to his disciples, It is impossible that snares will not be set, but woe to the person who sets them. It would be to his advantage that he have a millstone hung around his neck and he'd be thrown into the sea rather than that he ensnare one of these little ones. Watch yourselves. If your brother sins, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. Also, if seven times in one day he sins against you and seven times he comes to you and says, I repent, you are to forgive him. The emissaries said to the Lord, Increase our trust, the Lord replied. If you had trust as tiny as a mustard seed, you could say to this fig tree, Be uprooted and replanted in the sea, and it would obey you. If one of you has a slave tending the sheep or plowing, when he comes back from the field, will you say to him, Come along now, sit down and eat? No, you'll say, get my supper ready, dress for work and serve me until I've finished eating and drinking. After that, you may eat and drink. Does he thank the slave because he did what he was told to do? No, it's the same with you. When you have done everything you were told to do, you should be saying, we're just ordinary slave. We have only done our duty. On his way to Jerusalem, Yeshua passed along the border country between Samaria and Galilee. 
As he entered one of the villages, ten men afflicted with leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out, Yeshua, Rabbi, have pity on us. On seeing them, he said, Go and let the Kohen examine you. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, as soon as he noticed that he had been healed, returned shouting praises to God and fell on his face at Yeshua's feet to thank him. Now he was from Samaria. Jesus said, or Yeshua said, weren't ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Was no one found coming back to give glory to God except this foreigner? And to the man from Samaria he said, Get up, you may go. Your trust has saved you. The Pharisees asked Yeshua when the kingdom of God would come. The kingdom of God, he answered, does not come with visible signs, nor will people be able to say, look, here it is, or over there, because you see the kingdom of God is among you. Then he said to his disciples, the time is coming when you will long to see even one of the days of the Son of Man, but you will not see it. People will say to you, look, right here, or see, over there. Don't run off, don't follow them, because the Son of Man in his day will be like lightning that flashes and lights up the sky from one horizon to the other. But first he must endure terrible suffering and be rejected by this generation. Also, at the time of the Son of Man, it will be just as it was at the time of Noah. People ate and drank, and men and women married, right up until the day Noah entered the ark. Then the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise, as it was in the time of Lot, people ate and drank, bought and sold, planted and built, but on the day Lot left Sodom, fire and sulfur rained down from heaven and destroyed them all. That is how it will be on the day the Son of Man is revealed. On that day, if someone is on the roof with his belongings in his house, he must not go down to take them away. Similarly, If someone is in the field, he must not turn back. Remember Lot's wife. Whoever aims at preserving his own life will lose it. But whoever loses his life will stay alive. I tell you, on that night there will be two people in one bed. One will be taken and the other left behind. There will be two women grinding grain together One will be taken and the other left behind. They asked him, Where, Lord? He answered, Wherever there's a dead body, that's where the vultures gather. Thank you, Father God, for another awesome parasha. It sure helps us to understand why you are so particular, Lord. We humble ourselves before you for your great wisdom and your great instructions. They... um, 
Help us to stay connected to you 24-7. In the name of Yeshua, we pray for your protection. Amen. Amen.